Hey everybody, it's Eric and Zach back with uh, episode four of our podcast, Corn Fed. Yep. And uh, today we are going to talk about Zach's experience from the end of basic training through the beginning of his operational career here at McGuire. So he's going to kind of give us a rundown of how tech school was for him because his is different than mine. So. We'll see what differs, and uh, let's get to his story. I guess. Slightly different. Same tech school, relatively. You went to two. I went to one. Yeah. Lucky me, I guess. Yes, graduated August 2014, basic training. And uh, getting into that lovely last night. That last night was awesome. Your experience is way different than mine, though. Based on what you told me, like, oh, yeah, I stood in line outside for hours on end. Yeah, waiting for a bus. How's yours different? Ours was like... Chill as shit. So, go ahead. <laughs> so, what the difference was our last because it was our last. I think it was Sunday night. I think something, shit, like, that something like that. So it was right after our last day of Liberty, which is when we're out on base with our families. Forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? We went back home or went back to the bait. You know, fucking dorms. Yeah, the dorms. Jesus. And all right, <laughs> and we all just kind of were packing up. And was packing up. We got we got access to the, the the closet with all our civilian clothes and whatnot in there. Or got our phones back. I think we already had our phones from that weekend though. But whatever. And then um, we were just chilling around or whatever. And one of our MTIs says, unlike you, I only had two the whole time. I know you had bounced around a lot because you yeah, were like, training. training flight, yeah. So our flight only had two MTIs the whole time. Thankfully, and I love both of them. They were awesome. So one of ours actually, I think it was our uh, sixth, around the fifth, sixth week, or after we had gotten into motion and gotten back from base week, and he had transferred. Yeah, yeah, he had gone and started another flight. He started pushing another flight or whatever. Yeah. So he came back that night. He came there Sunday night with us. He was hanging out, whatever, whatever, because he still worked in the same squadron, just different flight. Yeah. He came back and he like came in. Let, we all went to the day room, sat down with him and our other tech sergeant. That was an MTI. And like, all right, guys, like, done, you're graduated. This is our last night with you, so this is not formal, because when you're in basic training, you just don't talk to MTIs. It's like this very open form. You don't need to give us, you know, statements anymore. Or what do they call them? Reporting statements. Reporting statements, which basically was Sir Trainee, blah, reports is ordered. And then you could, once they acknowledge, you could talk. So we didn't have to do that. So they're like, open form, you can ask us anything, our experience or whatever. They were super awesome. They were funny. Funny as hell. And so, funny enough, one of our, that one guy that left to go push another flight, one of our guys, when we were walking the hallways, he had caught a picture of him, like, you know, wall of all the MTIs, and he had a different name than what was on his chest. Yeah, it was weird. So we're like, what the hell? Because, of course, someone's like, so, um, because their question yeah. came up, why'd you change your name? And he's like, first off, no, I didn't take my wife's name. <laughs> So, based on long story short, he had his father's name, and his father had, like, abandoned him at a young age or whatever, and gotcha. he was just, like, a piece of shit of a human being, so eventually he yep. changed his name to his mother's name, I guess, or something like that. that. Makes sense. So, that was one of the questions, and then that was the same night that came up, like, oh, how many flights do you guys think we've pushed? And, like, I was on first, so I was like, uh, we were probably your first. Like, yep, you guys are our first flights. Like, they had trainee flights before, obviously, yeah. like, the other squadrons and yours, but we were the first flight. And the funniest thing that happened that day, and that night in the day room was... That guy's other flight was literally on the other side of the wall. Of course, they were getting loud and yeah. And this is still the day one of the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. They were getting loud and ruckus or whatever. Yeah. And there's a door 
that it joins them so, so you the can hear was, him. Yeah. So like it was like dead quiet and you can hear him in there. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so he's like, he goes, he like his face. And he goes over there, he goes, bang, 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 he like bangs on the door. And they like got quiet. He's like, what the hell are y'all doing over there? And then he knocks again. And then the, the EC dude runs over and does the door oh thing, gosh. but through a door that doesn't even work. <laughs> He's like, have a window. Yeah, he's like, give me a reporting statement. It, yeah. it was the funniest shit ever. He's like, I'm gonna get over there. Everybody had their nose, their fucking wall lockers. When I get over there, he was ripping them through the door and then, like all that. Yeah. And he's like, he came back. He's like, anyways. <laughs> he's like, well, let me stop. He's like, all right, I gotta go take care of those. No. He like let him sit there for like 15 minutes. Yeah. And he's like, all right, guys, it was awesome. I'm gonna go over and kick some ass over my flight notes and <laughs> a bunch of twats. So I heard him over there yelling at him. But basically, our MTI has left at like. I think it was like nine o'clock at night, eight nine o'clock, mm-hmm. and they're like, "All right, so dorm's yours. You guys are gonna get a call from EC of the building, so that yeah, through the, the radio on the wall, through the radio on the wall, they'll announce when, based on your tech school, though, and they gave us like a rough estimate of when you're supposed to. They'll get called down and said, "When you guys get called, go down to your bus, go to your tech school. Bob, don't be late." And we had no. Like, we were all just laying around. We literally had bags in the hallway. So we were just getting ready to leave. So we were all yeah. lounging around, talking, you know, reminiscent of our time basic. Cool. It was like the most chill, memorable night ever. Everyone's adding each other on Facebook, Bob, you know. Yeah. Yep. So bullshit. And I fucking, I didn't leave tour. I think I was one of the last. I wasn't the last people to leave, but out of all the 50 of us, I think I was like the last 10 to leave. And we didn't leave till like fucking 4.35 in the mornings when we Jesus. finally got the, yeah, I was late. They bust us over to, what the hell it is, San Antonio's airport, and they, we flew over to, we had to stop over in Chicago, I believe, and we flew down to Virginia. That Portland, seems really stupid. Or something like that. It was either, <laughs> I don't think we went through Atlanta. We might have went through Atlanta, but I don't think so. Pretty sure it was Chicago. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was like an awesome night, getting to tech school. But, yeah, and then we were rolled into Fort Lee at, it was like 2 in the afternoon, I think. You're rolling out of the army base, somehow the bus driver got lost. We, we pull up and they just kind of shuffle us yeah. into the, the day room, the downstairs, like not a day room, I guess, where the yeah, meetings yeah, take MTL's place. Office yeah. And there was like r- ropes yeah. there. And we didn't know what the fuck those were. So, like, we had some airmen trying to give reporting statements to ropes. It was the funniest thing ever. Like, we're, like, we're, like, we're airmen too. Like, you don't need to go to reporting statements. Yeah. We didn't know any better. Yeah, true. They got ropes. You don't know. No, we didn't know any better. Um, yeah, we got in processed. I started, I think it was like a week or two after I got there. I never did your guys' uh, what do you call it, details? I didn't oh, do yeah. details in the beginning. I was, you just kind of kind of shoved me right into a class. That's nice. But, you know, we started class, same Shigamaru, marched every day to and well, from class. Fucking, I gained 20 pounds of basic and I lost. All of right it. when you get to tech school. And Fort Lee. Fort Lee Army Base. I don't know what the hell they're rationing food there for. I shit you not. I still remember that. It was the most memorable day at the defect that day. Because I don't know why. Apparently, I was got. I don't whatever the fuck. What is the defect? I don't know what the legislature was thinking or whatever. I was like, yeah, can I get some meatballs? This bitch gave me three meatballs. Three small fucking. I'm I like, rarely ate at the defect. I'm like, can I get some more? <laughs> like, what are we rationing here? It was nuts. I couldn't, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I lost, I pretty much lost all my weight there. Yeah. I but, never really went to the defect. I would, you have to go to the defect, so we'd march to the defect, and I would just go in, 
out and go back to my dorm. I had like ramen and shit there, so I just heat that up real quick and eat that. Because I was like, fuck this. I was like, the food there was half fucking nasty anyway. So I was like, I'd rather fucking push it by going back to my dorm and eating and stuff. And then go back down for formation. Because I think lunch was like 35 minutes, 40 minutes or something. So I was like, that's enough time for me to get through a defect. Yeah. Go up to my room, cook up some ramen, get back down, head back to class. Food was, that was the shittiest food experience I've ever had. was Fort Lee, Virginia's yep. fucking food. But no, we run over a lot of what tech school is about. Yeah. Class is pretty standard. Was there, um, like when you got there, how much time did you have in like that second transition phase? Or did you even get about there? About half. Half, okay. I can't, it was, yeah, I think, uh, it was my second or third, I think it was my, after my second week of, second week of actual technical school. So I, I'd been there for about three and a half, four weeks when they are like, okay. Yeah. Now you're in, I know it was called ATP, Advanced Transition. Period. ATP and ITP. Oh, initial. That's what it was. ITP initial and ATP. Advanced. That's what the other one I was like, I can't remember what the first one was called. Yeah, and the first one, you know, you can't wear civilian clothes. You wear PT can't, gear. Also. Can't. You got to wear PT gear if you're not in uniform, blah, blah, blah. And then I can't remember what else. You get, it's all like it's lax, nice and lax for you. Yeah, tech school was pretty straightforward. I actually got off on the wrong foot when I got there. That, that dude did not. Our instructor did not like me. I mean, I, I got. I mean, it was just a lot of weird stuff. What did you do? <laughs> so, like, I was, like, looking down to read, like, studying my book when we got in there. Yeah. And he thought I was, like, sleeping. I wasn't. Yeah. But, like, you know, there's just a lot of little things, like, mis- you know, perception is key. Yeah. And that's how the military works. But eventually we got back on the right foot, thankfully. And my class was awesome. We had a guy that was prior Navy. He was a staff sergeant. Mm-hmm. He, was re- he was retraining to wherever the fuck he was because or his job in the reserves. Yeah. You can't get promoted past that for some reason. I don't know. So he came to our career, and then he got promoted again to tech sergeant or whatever. We had, when I was in CE, we had a senior airman retraining. Yeah. I mean, you can do that, too. I mean, you'll be able to. I mean, I already went past my window for retraining. I don't care about retraining. Well, I'm saying you can. (laughs) But, yeah, so, no, it was pretty standard. Went through. I mean, it's pretty easy, basic. I mean, our job consists of learning the bare essentials, learning how to build a cargo pallet for an aircraft, learning how to do a patch roll call, learning how to, learning the ins and outs of the machines that we use, our loaders, our forklifts. It was easy. Tech school is so easy. I'm not going to, what I'm about to say is going to make me sound real arrogant and cocky, which I kind of feel like I have a right to be, but I don't. I don't. As much as I am in real life, I'm not. Tech school is so freaking easy. I didn't study once. So, like, you're supposed to study. Obviously, you want to study. And they got tests you got to take, right? Yeah. So, I didn't study once. Didn't open the book. I didn't, no flashcards, no nothing. I was yeah. like, oh, I ain't doing this shit. I was like, this is too easy or whatever. So, graduation, they have, you know, they're like, okay, there's two things. I can't remember what it was. It was something like top of the, top of your whole graduating. Top of your flight or something. Top of your flight. And then there was distinguished graduate. Yeah. So it was like the second one below it. One was from the commander, or like one was from I don't know what the fuck. I can't remember what the other one was. So like, oh yeah, it's me. Whoever had the highest test percentage, like on tests or whatever. They didn't tell you what it was. I was like, whatever. So they like we practice. So like, oh, you know, because they don't tell us until the actual graduation what it is. They're like blah blah blah, and then it was me, my schmuck ass one distinguished graduate. I don't know how. I think because I I had like a ninety. I had a hundred percent on like two of my tests, and like a ninety six or ninety seven on another one. So I averaged like ninety eight or something like that. But I did not. 
I thought somebody had a higher percent than me, but like, so that's why I feel like a dick. So yeah. All these, literally, because my class was awesome. We had the smartest class, I think, of our flight. Yeah. And they were busting their asses, like, oh, you're going to come study with us? I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I was the schmuck of our class. Yeah. But, and then, like, I can't remember who it was, but they were so fucking pissed that I got, because they busted their ass. They knew about DG. I didn't even know what the hell it was until we got towards graduation. Oh, gotcha. And they were like, they were, you could see the look in her eyes. She was kind of pissed. pissed. She was pissed because <laughs> she bu- she did. She busted her ass. She definitely deserved it. But I was like, oh, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take this yeah. distinguished graduate. Didn't even try to get it. But no, tech school for our jobs. I mean, you know, some people can't do it. I mean, I'm just. For the most part, it's okay for them. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I'm smart. And as, even, if person, you but... do, even if you don't study, I mean, it's a cakewalk. But I mean, if you struggle with it, just study. If you study, yeah. you should be fine. Oh, God. I, anybody can pass if they want to try. It's not a yeah. hard job. There's no. a reason. No offense. So the reason people get reclassed yep. into this job, it's literally it's just like, okay, we've wasted this much money on you. Let's throw you into something where you have a pretty high probability. It's either our our job services, which is the odds and ends of the Air Force. Kitchen, kind of shit, yeah. It's really stuff everything that can't fit into one job. Yeah. So, like you said, gym, kitchen, hotels, hotels, like every little odds and endsy little thing. That's what services is. They do mortuary and stuff like that. They're there in Virginia too. And then traffic management, which yeah. is the people that build boxes and ship packages. They're like the ground side of our job over their side. They're all at Fort Lee, and that's pretty much where people get yeah. sent to if they can't make it in their own tech school. TMO and air transportation. Yep. So it was easy as cake. It was the easiest money I've Even now, I would say that's the easiest money I ever made. Easiest three months, period, point blank. It was walking the park. Yep. But I did have a lot of interesting stories from there as well aside from all the fun jazz learning we had uh one of the incidents we had so many there was a guys two guys i think they were hawaiian i can't remember i'm I'm Mm. spitballing i'm not gonna say they're mexican because i'm not sure they could have been mexican but they wore wore hawaiian shirts a lot so i just figured maybe they're Samoan. whatever this one dude he came in so we had was a roll call in the mornings no at night what? Oh, we had a roll call. Basically, you have oh, a line. you stand outside your door. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Shit. yeah So cool. after you do your cleaning duties for the night, you stand outside your door and they they do roll call and make sure everybody's there. This dude came back from main off base. Yeah. This dude was plastered. Like you could. This man couldn't even stand straight. Oh, God. He couldn't even barely stand up standing there. And like one of the ropes saw it. She, she was like, "Oh fuck!" So she laughed and went to grow whatever. So they dismissed everybody. But, like, as they did that is when they grabbed him because they didn't want to make a scene in front of everybody. That dude, I don't think he got kicked out. I can't really remember the other one. I don't remember hardly anybody from tech school except John. John was a special case. But, no, that was fun. And then we got, I think it was right before or after I got there. Might have been when I was there, but I don't think it was. We had a bunch of, I think it was two or three guys were trying to sneak a female airman on the male airman's dorm yep. by s- stuffing her in a bag. <laughs> They put I'm, her, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, they put her in, like, a suitcase. <laughs> and they How were, the fuck did that work? They didn't. Well, they did. They well, got how, her there, but somebody snitched on them. All there that was, effort. And there was hell to pay. I can't remember what they... It was like... Trust me, there was, a, there was a brief. There was a big, fat brief about that one. I would have loved to be, like, an MTL and catch them in the act. Oh, be like, what's in the bag? And they'd be like, Nothing. Open the bag, girl pops out. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, oh my bag, god! One of the biggest. I'm sure, because you smoked back when you were there, right? Mm-hmm. 
don't know. They, I'm hoping the running joke's still going. But so when you're at the smoke pit, we call it the smoke pit. It's outside our building, so that's where everybody gets to go. Designated smoking area. Yeah. So we always had the navy. Obviously, the navy was always sitting out there smoking. A couple army cats does show up every once in a while, and obviously us Air Force dipshits. Yeah. We always had the running joke. I'm sure it still exists. I'm sure it was told before I got there. I'm sure it's still being told now. Is that the Air Force had we had our own home theaters in there in our dorms, and that we had. Uh, saunas, and at the vents outside the building where the exhaust for the saunas. <laughs> but like the Navy guys were in on it, and the Army guys would get so pissed, like "What the fuck? I should have joined the Air Force!" Like blah, blah. it was the funniest shit ever. That everyone got so pissed. We had a chick. I'm not even gonna, I'm not gonna say her name. She, <laughs> I believe, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure I was on the tail end of that one. We had the smoke one time, and she's like, she went out to base, and she's like. I got my nipples pierced. You want to see? And it flashes the whole smoke pit. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> America! <laughs> Good lord, it was. I couldn't swear I was there. Text was such a blur. I'm pretty sure I was there for it. I heard the tail end of that one. Somebody, my buddy, came from there. He's like, bro, you can do the shit. Airman Blah just flashed her tits at the whole fucking smoke pit. <laughs> just show us her new nipple rings. Like, sweet. Man, I wish. I can't remember. I, saw, I don't believe so. I might have been. It was always a blur. But that was another fun time. And then John, we could talk about John, I guess. Jonathan, we'll keep him. Jonathan has been in me and Eric's career separately. John was a tech school airman with me. He's a good guy. Me and him got along good. That's why we. Yeah, it's just sometimes you wanted to punch him in the throat. I mean, towards the tail end of our friendship, I guess. I still have him on social media and everything, but I haven't talked to him since Ramps. First day I met him, I was just like, I don't know. He was was very, he's very likable. He's very good to make likable. He's just, he's, I don't even know how to describe it. It's been so long since I've seen him. But he was a green rope, eventually became a red rope. And then we, I originally had orders, Kadena, Japan. Traded those orders for Ramsai in Germany, which is where I got stationed at first. Yeah, it yeah. happens. But John was also there with me. I think he, him and I kind of like still like, we didn't really talk in Tesco a lot. I mean, we did because he smoked, I, I yeah. think, at the time. And that's how we kind of like, our friendship kind of was there. And then we got there and we're like we became piss mates. Ironically, we had the same bathroom, two different rooms. Yeah. And we worked cargo together in Germany, so that's where it all kind of went down. Now. Yeah. Once but you get to know him. <laughs> we'll get funnel into that in another episode when I talk about my experiences in Germany. Which fuck, goddamn, there's so many stories. But he was he ended up being a troublemaker, and then I was friends, quote-unquote, air quote, friends, I mean, I was, but I was his piss mate, so guilty by association, yeah. they kind of drug me into that bullshit. I managed to escape eventually, yeah. separate myself, thankfully, but, yeah. and then apparently Eric had a run-in with him. Yeah, we were, uh, our, our team that deployed the series replaced his team from, uh, forget what base he's from. But, Hope. Uh, yeah. And, uh, we replaced him, so we overlapped for, I think it was about... They were only supposed to be there. It was supposed to be a three-day turnover. They ended up getting stuck there for like an extra two weeks because planes wouldn't land yeah. because of the situation and location it was. Um, but, yeah, the longer he was there, the longer I got to know him, I was just like, oh, <laughs> just fly a drone in and have him grab on and take him out of here. Like, yeah. Jesus. He was something towards the end. Oh, I can't wait yeah. to steal him, to be honest. I'm surprised. Yeah, I don't – he when, – when we were there, he uh, – he was living out of the passenger terminal tent. Like, he had, so in our passenger terminal tent, there was, like, yeah, eight rows of benches, and then there was the counter. And then he put up, like, little curtains in the corner of the back behind the counter, 
the passenger terminal, yeah. and he would sleep there and everything. It smelled like goddamn dog shit. It oh, smelled that's, disgusting. That's that's an odd aroma that boy emits. Yeah. So well, did you say Carissa was there? Yeah, she was. There. And that was they became quote, oh. quote, best friends. <laughs> yeah, best friends definitely. No, eventually I forget who it was, but someone was like uh, told our uh, uh, flight chief or our. Uh, group team that was out there mm-hmm. that they were like yeah so he's like living in there and it smells like shit and all this and so like our mass sergeant went and like talked to him and talked to his leadership and all that kind of stuff and they were like yeah you need to get the fuck out of here it <laughs> smells me like they were like we don't want passengers walking through this and everything because they would walk through the passenger counter to get out the other side of the tent to the airfield so yeah it was he was never <laughs> like, i don't remember him being like that in tech school though it was no bueno like, he just I mean, maybe the desert got to him. I don't know. No, he was like that. Oh, let me rephrase. He wasn't like that in tech school. He was like that in Germany. Mm. Hey, trust me. He had a reputation. Yeah. He, uh, he had a rep. Don't worry about that. He was a troublemaker, and that was definitely part of his problems. But yep, so. so he was always a fun character while there. Uh, what else did we have to happen to tech school? That's so, I mean, did you ever go off base <sighs> to do anything? Uh, yeah. Oh, what did we do? Uh, the mall. Yeah. Fucking, I don't even know. What the hell is the restaurant there? Not Hooters, it's Tilted Kill. Oh, yeah, that was. Oh, yeah, we did go to Tilted Kill. That was the first weekend I was there, I went to Tilted Kill. That was the other funny thing. My first weekend, I get there and I'm talking to one of the MTLs. It was like Friday night, end of formation, whatever. I'm like, true story. I went up to our tech sergeant, I think. I can't remember. I think it was Sergeant Daly. What is his name? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. He, I was like, so, sir, uh, what do we do? What do you mean, like on the weekend and free time and shit? Yeah, I'm like, because I didn't know. I was like, so what do we do? And he's like, Whatever you want to do, as long as you show up on Monday formation. I'm like, oh, okay. Because I, I didn't understand. And yeah. So, and then, yeah, we went to Tilted Kilt in the mall that first weekend. The mall is like, God, that's shitty. I fucking hate that it's like mall. A, it, it looks like if you would take an aerial view of it, it's a one-story plus symbol. It has four yeah. wings and a center, and then it has a movie theater, I think. I think it did have a movie theater, but then that, I'm sure the same, same dude selling G-Shock watches is there. Sorry, everybody went to that mall and bought a G-Shock watch. There was an actual watch store when we went there. That's where well, there was a stand. There was a dude that had like a little kiosk in the in the aisle way uh, or like the center. When I mean, him. for me, most people would buy the G-Shocks like when uh, we would go buy shit from the like clothing store and stuff during basic training because uh-huh. you were allowed to buy watches and extra stuff as long as it was in within like regs and it was. Items that were allowed. So there were a lot of people that bought the two hundred dollar G Shock watches Christ. like fucking idiots. And I just I literally just I just had a yeah, I, I took my dad's stuff. Six dollar Casio. I bought another one for my last deployment because I love the damn thing so much. I'm probably gonna get another one for this deployment coming up. But I don't wear watches unless I'm dressing up now. Isn't that ironic? I wore one like all basic training, all tech school, and then I got here and I'm just like I'm only gonna wear I hate wearing watches. Up. I'm trying to get used to it because I like the idea of a watch. Yeah. Like I like it too. It makes me feel fancy. I know, but I, like, I just sit there flipping my exactly. wrist over like, and over Slip again. Bitch, it's loose as shit. I got tiny wrists. Yeah, so, like, I got it's supposed wrists. to sit here because I'm so skinny. So it's supposed to spit. Might learn this recently because my watch is always put here. Yeah. That's not right, apparently. See, that's why I put it up against the like crease of the wrist. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently they're supposed, supposed to go to sit, between. Like, right here, yeah, it's between the meat of your forearm and the. Bone of your wrist. See, I like it sitting so up here because it doesn't so like, move right here. But the problem is, I just this is so skinny. The watch ends up going down here, and I'm like, that looks weird. But then, like, when I, my mom's like, go watch like a movie, and you'll see what I'm talking about. And then, sure enough, 
They're like all there. I'm like, that looks weird though. Now that I yeah, notice it, you think it should be sitting like a bracelet on your wrist, up, like, up on the wrist. Yeah, <laughs> on your wrist. It's not a forearm watch. It's a wrist watch. Yeah, very so, true. So start wearing a fucking pocket watch. The Casio is so fucking small. I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't even notice the damn thing was there. But when you get those big G shocks, I hate them. They're so massive. Yeah, but, we always had the guys buying the G-Shock washers from the kiosk guy. So they always had the Casio, like, the sunburned. You know, Texas, you get sunburned. So everybody had that. They took Can them off, but they could see it. So the dude's like, ah, oh, I know you guys have money. You just got out of basic. Or this dude knew everything. I don't know why. I'd be like, ah, fuck you. And then that's when I got heavy into vaping again. I started vaping again, I guess. Yeah. And then, so there was a vape, there was a vape store there. There was a vape there. store at the mall. No, it wasn't at the mall, though. It was somewhere else. It was nearby the mall. It was its own. It was like a strip mall outlet. Yeah. So I don't know how to describe it. So well, I went there. It was, so, no, though, for me, at least, it might change. In the mall, right when you go through one of the entrances, so, like, how well do you remember that mall? Not very. Okay. I went to it well, once, I so think. You're looking at the cross. You remember how there's a movie theater and there's a tattoo shop on the left mm -hmm. when you're looking at the movie theater? Yeah. So if you go down that left wing, all the way by the end of the doors on the right is a vape shop. Oh. Yeah, that's where my, I got my shit from. Oh. It, might, it might have been there, but it might not have been. I know I went to an independent store. It was like a larger one that um, I went to. But so I didn't really do anything off base, though, because I just, it was too much. There's nothing to do. Yeah. Was, like, you can go to the beach, but. Beach not, is what? I, I wasn't that close. It was like an hour away. Yeah. Not like, worth it. And you got to pay to get there because you can't drive yourself. Yep. So you gotta take a cab. So it's only really worth it if you go with like four people. That one dude, the guy that was a prior marine, mm -hmm. uh, he got his own POV. Oh, because he retrained. Yeah. So some of our guys would go with him to the beach because he that dude had it all. Actually, I still have him on Instagram. Now I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, yeah. oh shit, because he posts all these. He's from um, in California, the rich part of Cali. It's not like Beverly Hills. Like I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. Not Santa Monica or nothing. I was about to say something like that. It's just the rich. So this dude posts like Instagram videos all the time, yeah. like supercars and shit. Cause he's a reservist, yeah. and I still have my like. I for I can't believe I still like I see all the time. I don't register that this is the dude I met in tech school six years ago. Yeah. But yeah, it's still him, and he's still over there. He's baller as shit. But I didn't really do nothing. Um, the guy from Ramp, the troublemaker. I'm not trying to say his name because he's got a reputation in the Air Force. You know who he is the guy that dropped. Uh, oh, the fucking... Yeah. The troublemaker. I can't... I'm sure Raphael has told these stories about him from when yeah, he was in Germany with me and him. Sure. That dude... So his first reign of terror started in tech school. Yeah. This man stole from the BX. He stole an Xbox and something else. He got caught, of course. Yeah. Fucking... That's where that dude's reign of terror began. He was a troublemaker, but so that was another thing is when he got caught stealing. I think it was like the second week there. Yeah, my buddy, like I, I mentioned in the last in, in my episode, um, my buddy Smith got kicked out because um, he had uh, he went to the mall or the BX or whatever with his like wingman or whatever. Uh, I forget I forget what his name is. It's probably better I don't even say it, but um. He was his wingman, and the guy he was with was trying to, like, steal a pair of shoes and oh, a, like, Jesus pair Christ. of beats or something. So, like, when they, like, went to check out, like, the, like, manager was at, like, the cash register. He's like, hey, like, we have you on film. Like, we know it's in your book bag, so, like, drop it. And so they did, and both of them got kicked out. Because my friend got kicked out because he was his, quote-unquote, wingman. And so he was guilty by association. He's like, 
I didn't know the fu- he was going to fucking steal anything. Like, they weren't in the store. Like, they walked in the store, and then they, like, did their own separate things. So they weren't together. So when they went to check out, they met back up, and fucking, yeah. And, like, I know, I know Smith very well, especially, like, when they're in tech school. He's a good, he's like, he's like us. He's from, where the fuck is he from? He's from Michigan, I think, or maybe, oh. no, nah, he might be from the South, too. Um, he might be, I don't, he's fucking, parts of the I, US. I don't know. He's, no, nah, he's Southern. I remember he has an accent, southern. southern accent, like hard, yeah, so, like Alabama or something. Bama. Yeah, so, fucking, yeah, he got kicked out because he was guilty by association, which is, I stand till this day, it's the dumbest shit that the wingman concept is, like, that's stupid. Like, I get it, like, there's certain reasons it's in place in tech schools and stuff, but guilty by association, even though you didn't know the dude was doing anything. Yeah. That's military, though. Military can fuck shit up. Like, yeah, they can. My I mean, look at my life. <laughs> no. But no, nothing too exciting. I was a good boy, relatively speaking. I did my, kept my nose down. Did my time. <laughs> did my time. Actually, the one thing I still reminisce about today, I don't know why this is stuck in my head. They had, you know, taquitos. Frozen taquitos. Oh, the and, fucking, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They had ranch-flavored taquitos. I'm gonna say you. It was fucking amazing, and I don't, apparently they don't. I, I'm not bullshitting. I know these things exist. I've never seen them. Exactly. Yeah. I can't find them. I'm like, what the? It might fuck? just be a southern thing. Like that's the case with a lot of brands. They sell certain shit somewhere else and not. I was so like pissed it. that I couldn't find them. Even like when I went to Germany, I was like, okay, let me go ahead and see if I can find some of these ranch taquitos. And they're maybe they do sell them in Ohio. Like they have to exist. I can't remember what the brand name is. I'll look them up later, but I'm pretty sure I was just, because they were, like, coated in, like, a ranch, I don't even know how you describe like, powder, and they were so fucking good, and I ate the shit, you know, from Nebraska, I put ranch and everything, so anything that tastes like ranch, I'm gonna fucking eat. Yeah. And I dipped them in ranch, I'm pretty sure, because that's something I would do, because, you know, I don't, I keep a bottle of Hidden Valley everywhere, I'm not a sponsor, I love Hidden Valley. <laughs> I'm not a sponsor, it. I just love them. I love Hidden Valley. And you know, I always keep that thing on me. I'd keep it in a glove box in my car, but it wouldn't go bad. But yeah, I ate a shit ton of those when I was deployed. My I had a lot of MREs when I was deployed. I don't like. I don't know why no, people not, have problems with them. You you said deployed. I meant in the dorms. What did I say? In tech Germany? school. In tech school. Oh, in tech school. Yeah. Yeah, you said when you were deployed. Nah, I meant tech school. Never mind. <laughs> you know what I meant? Kind of, sort of. Yeah. My roommate was quiet. I mean, that's one of the best kinds. Uh, how much time did you ever get your room to yourself in your tech school? Um, so I had the room to myself for about a week, and then I that's got a new bad. roommate because I was already there, and then he came straight from basic. It's already been in like five, six months at the time, and I was ITP, and he was like, how long have you been here? I was like, here about like two weeks, but I've been in for about five months, so... <laughs> I, re- I can't remember if I had the tail end of my time there to the room myself or the beginning, but I remember having the room to myself for at least two weeks. I was like, this is fucking nice. Yeah, it was quality. I mean, you never realize how much you like your own fucking room until you don't have your own goddamn room. Yep. But no, yeah, got, yep. my dude has never had any issues. I don't even think... I think oh, actually, I'm friends with this, my roommate on Facebook. I'll never fucking talk to him. He commissioned, I think, <laughs> about two years ago. He's a... Uh, officer now. Yeah. I feel like everybody I know, like, has commissioned, like, that was actually doing something with their lives. I'm just yeah. sitting here like a schmuck 
still enlisted. Don't wow, have any ambition. If well, I, yeah, career, either, I'm that. just going to grind out that enlisted. Hopefully hit master before I retire. And uh, yeah. Lost cake. But so, well, the other incident, not incident, but EC, yeah. enter control for the dorm. We had a guy sitting, I can't remember his fucking name. This dude had gone through tech school, mm -hmm. graduated, and became a holdover. So a holdover yeah. is where you have graduated tech school and you are waiting for your orders to drop so you can leave. So he, and I shit you not, he was a holdover, graduated, waiting for orders yeah. before I got there. I went through all the program, graduated, oh, got orders, and left, and he was still there. I mean, that's just free money, though. I mean, yeah, but yeah, that dude just worked EC every day, which is great. I mean, like, MTI... You a desk with your phone, and MTIs don't really bother you. Yeah, MTLs were super bougie, oh, like, because they felt, felt for this poor man. This, I think all together, they said that man, by the time he actually did leave, I think he was a holdover for, like, nine months. Jesus. It was, like, eight, nine months that man was a holdover. And they were super chill with him. Like, they didn't make him do details. They didn't make him go for roll call. Yeah, they didn't make him do nothing. Because that dude was there poor fucking ever. Yeah. He, poor man. And then, so, when I had gotten... So, like, you find out where you're going. So, I had known I was going to buy a swap for yeah. Germany. But I had known where I was going, but you can... It can be while before yeah. you actually get your orders so when i was talking to my um what do you call it instructor at tech yeah. school because they're like talking about iron sharks some of our other sharks were all i mean my my main shark was awesome but the other ones were super chill awesome fucking love those dudes yeah. but they're talking like how like these poor people that get hold over the longest are the ones that go overseas because their orders take forever to drop for some reason whereas if you're guard and reserve as soon as you're done you leave because yeah, you your unit is your home base wherever the fuck you're yeah. from and the dude's like, I'm like, man, I hope I don't have to wait too long for order. He's like, where are you going? I'm like, Germany. He's like, ha ha, you're gonna be here with it. And I was so like upset because it was like the day I graduated. I was like, I was like, fuck, I'm gonna be stuck here forever. I just wanted to go home. Yeah. I, was like, I was ready to rock and roll. I put on my A1C stripes that day at graduate after graduation. Yeah. I felt a little bougie. We're sitting there on final formation. I can't remember what the chick's name was one of the techs or MTLs. But I was sitting there, blah blah. blah. He's like, they're yeah. And then they count. They call my name, and I'm like, oh yeah, you got your orders came in. I was like, <gasps> yes, it was like a here. double. I was so excited. So I graduated and got orders the same day, and I was out of there by the next Tuesday or Wednesday. I was, like, yeah. I was trying to get out of there that weekend, but they couldn't get me decent flights, so I waited a few days. But, but I skedaddled. I got out of there. Went home. Did you do rap? No, I didn't really feel like it. Which I found out now. Shouldn't I done. found out a little while ago. You can do it once a year. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't know that at the time. I thought it was like a one-time thing, and people always used it for their I mean, that's going the, from tech school to their first base. So I was just like, ah, I'll save it until, you know, I want to take two weeks of leave and go back home. And then I found out you can do it every year if you want. Yeah, you can do it. I mean... Most people don't do it at all. No, I mean, the likelihood of you getting accepted... I mean, I, as a staff sergeant, would be more... I would want to say I'd be more likely to get approved because now I'm at the point in my career where I can actually get picked up for recruiting MTI stuff. So yeah. I could actually be like, hey, special duty. There you go. So I can see that being an actual thing for me. But like when you've been like four or five years still senior, I mean like, you haven't made it. Like I'm sure they, maybe some units will let you, but I'm not, it's like, like we know what you're trying to do. Like we, clearly you're not trying to be a recruiter. Yeah. Like you're one of free. I would fuck with being a recruiter. So like that would be fun. I think Heck, besides so, all the paperwork. Yeah. So it is. I mean, it is and isn't. So I went, I did rap. It was 12 days. My, my, mm. my recruiter didn't make me do shit. He's like, he just gave me a shit. And I actually, like, I, sign in. No, I didn't make him sign in. 
Funny enough, he gave me a stack yeah. of recruiter cards. And he's just like, because I was going to a bunch of events. I went to like my cross country teams games. Cause yeah. I was like, want to watch my boys run and everything. They gave me a fat sack. He's like, just hand these out. He gave me, a, he gave me bags full of like free water bottles. He's like, just give this shit out, or whatever. <laughs> All right, whatever. But we'll shoot not today when I went out. Yeah. I took the Trans Am out, and in that glove compartment was a, that that stack. Oh my god! Still year. It's been years, Jesus. and they're still in there. I told you how much I clean out that damn car, but. So, he didn't make me do shit. 12 days. Eh, 12 days. That's rap. what I believe. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Depending on your recruiter, some will actually make it. Oh, yeah. So, RAP is just recruiter assistance program. It's just when you get out of tech school, you have the option of doing this 12-day program where see you just help your recruiter does. out, see how they do it or whatever. I mean, like I said, my recruiter didn't make me do shit. Some recruiters do make you do shit. And, yeah, like I said, I'm, like, I'm actually in the point in my career where DSG, they call it. Uh, what the hell is it? DSD. DSD is what it's called. It's um, basically it's where all the special specialty jobs, MTI, MTL, recruiter. Special um, duties. Special duties, we call them. Department of Special Duties, maybe? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure they do. It's yeah. a similar program, but special duties in the military. I'm actually getting to the point in my career where I'm probably not now, but within the next two years, we're going to start going, hey, uh, Staff Sergeant, you've been... Uh, NCO for like four or five years now. Time to get a special duty under your belt. So I could actually probably pull it off and go to rap. Um, I don't think being a recruiter is bad. I'm assuming it's a little similar to my job now. I mean, I'm a reserve coordinator, so sure. I deal with people. And then at least you don't have to deal with reserves. You don't have to do all that extra bullshit I do. But I don't want to. So it's funny. I went saw my brother's recruiter, actually. Yeah. I went home. And I was like, hey, what's up? He's like, because I was in civilian clothes. I didn't know who the fuck I was. Yeah. I'm like, he's like, oh, you know, bleh, you know that uppity uppity recruiter vibe. I was like, I'm like, chill out. I'm already in. <laughs> I'm Sergeant Rupert. Yeah. You know, I'm talking. This is my, I'm Seth's older brother. He's like, yeah. oh, okay. He's like, I'm like, so I'm curious because I am curious. So I was coming up I was not that long ago. I talked to him. He's like, I'm like, how? So actually, how is recruiting? Like, actually, how is it? He's like, yeah. He's like, honestly, fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that's he not for everybody. He <laughs> said he said he doesn't mind it. He said he would like it more if he said you would like it more if you're at somewhere you want to be. Sure. So like he wasn't from fucking Nebraska, so he didn't. Yeah. He didn't want to be there, and he he's like he's like if you were stationed, he's honestly he's like I don't think you'd mind it if you were like home, like if you're where you're from. It wouldn't yeah. be a bad gig. I mean, I'll take that before MTI. Yep. MTI sucks. That's a shitty job. My old master was an MTI. He said he hated that shit. But yeah, so tech school, fun times left. Yeah, I was home for like six weeks after tech school, including right. Took like two. Oh. So I was going overseas. I was like, fuck, I ain't yeah. coming home anytime soon. So no, I had a relatively uneventful. I mean, for me, it was uneventful. Uh, other, other people. Other people was quite eventful. Quite eventful. <laughs> RMTLs had their hands full. As far as, yeah, as far as uh, your experience around high school is pretty, pretty, um, what the fuck is the Mild. Run of the mill. That's what I'm Yeah, that's about. it. Run of the mill. Can't complain. Yep. Yep. Mill, but. So, similar, kind of, sort of, except for my first three class. But, yeah, yeah. Fort Lee is uh, where dreams go to die. I mean, it wasn't that bad. I mean, no, it, it was all right. I mean, it was easy. Yeah. I'm bored more than anything. Very true. Like I said, easiest my ever been. Yep, that is true. Well, 
that is going to wrap up today's episode about Zach's experience through the end of basic up until beginning of operational end of tech school. Yeah, catch you on the next episode, and uh, hope you guys are constantly listening.